welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast with Kyle Krieger and Wilkie Law, where we're sharing inspiring stories of educators just like yourself, helping you to develop your craft and sharpen your tools to become the teacher your students deserve. This is the Value Adds Value podcast. Let's jump into this next episode. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Value Adds Value podcast, and I'm Kyle Krieger, joined by my guy, Will Give You Law the Third. Will, what's good? Oh, man. It's Houston. Enjoy my Houston winter. Yeah. Degrees. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we are recording this on the uh, 28th of December. This is not going to go out till the second week of January, but I will say that currently, uh, you know, last week we got like nine or 10 inches of snow. Now we're going to get four or five. And, and I know our guest, Carter Kruger out there in Denver understands what a lot of snow looks like, but we're thrilled to have him back on. We had him on uh, last month and Will and I are both really trying to do better on our health journey um, in 2021. So we're lucky to have a friend like Carter to come back on, man. So we appreciate a little bit of your time this morning, buddy. Thanks for having me. And, and just to be clear, we don't have even close to that much amount of snow. <laughs> we're like a one to three inches. Maybe the sun comes out and melts it. But <laughs> Jeez, it was... Oh. Of course, I, you know, the t- we drove up to my parents' house on the 23rd of December, and that night, it just was one of those where it snowed like 10 inches, and it was blowing like 40 miles an hour, so it just is the worst of the worst, because it makes it impossible to see anything, so I spent my Christmas Eve shoveling snow for the better part of four or five hours so i feel like you all go through your regular days even if there's nine to ten inches like that <laughs> you know i hope i hope my family listens to this because you know i live in this small town and my dad's got a four-wheel drive truck and you know it the snow hadn't gotten really bad and okay. we were planning to go to town to to get chicken for dinner and i'm like nope we're not going right. nobody's leaving and everybody's like really Thank it's, you. Just, yeah. it's just like three miles so that of course my dad drives to town and he winds up he winds up because he knows everybody in our town he winds up shoveling the sidewalk of the restaurant <laughs> where he picked up the chicken oh, that's before awesome. the chicken was done being cooked so that was good so <laughs> so yeah but you know like i said carter is a health teacher out in the denver area now congratulations on being named the uh varsity wrestling coach you just told me that which we're super pumped for you to do that okay. um Thank but you, uh, but but he's a health coach, and um, why don't you talk first, Carter, about kind of how you've changed your business just a little bit, even since we talked last time? Yeah, you know, it's it's probably my fourth or fifth major change over two years in my health coaching business, and it's because at the beginning of the business, the program that I went through really told me, you know, you really got to narrow down who you want to work with. And in the beginning, I was like, you know what? I'm a health teacher, a public teacher, public education teacher. I'm going to work with everybody. And anybody who comes to my door, that's who I'm going to, that's who I'm going to show up for. And it was great in terms of creating what I believe in, because I still believe in that in terms of implementing simple, healthy habits, uh, focusing on not just fitness, which is where kind of our mindset is around in terms of advertisements and everything that's on TV, but focusing on eating, movement, and sleep as well as kind of talking about the stresses in your life so that those three things can really be implemented for any individual instead of just forcing a plan onto you. And then as the, as the business went on, I was still working with a lot of people. 
So I dialed in my program, but I'm still kind of just opening up the, the funnel for every anybody who walks in. And I was like, what I realized was not only were the people that I connected with most and saw the, the strongest results, but also the people that obviously connected to my own life as a man, I realized that I need to work with men. And I need to work with men that are not trying to get super swole, not trying to put on all this muscle weight, but just men trying to be more present and fully fulfilled in their life. And they need their health to get them there. So now who I'm working with is I'm working on empowering men to build a strong, healthy, energetic body. And this is the part that, that really makes me uh, pumped is not only building that body, but building a body that they'll love and be proud of. Because it's one of those things that, you know, they people we see, and I, and I am part of this. We see this image of what what healthy looks like, and it's just ridiculous, and it's not the norm, right? We're not professional athletes, and and yet that's where we're comparing ourselves to. That's where we get our information from. So it's just building a strong, healthy, energetic body that that you feel good about, and you know, you know what? This body will give me what I need throughout the day. It will help me, like Will talked about. It will help me be there for my daughter, uh, Kyle. You just got married. It will help me be there for my wife, right? It's it's just it's a body that is functional, and 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 it's something that I'm proud of, and it and it makes me, it allows me to do the things that I want to do throughout the day. So that's that's where I'm really dialed in now. I'm just it literally I'm relaunching today in about three hours. <laughs> so I, I but I'm I'm pumped just to kind of narrow my niche and, and make my content directed towards men. And you know, uh, as my wife and I start a family in the next year and a half, my my funnel's gonna narrow even more and I'm probably going to work out with just dads, you know, and just kind of dial that in. So I'm super pumped, but it's, it's truly a holistic approach, all aspects of health and really trying to uh, make it specific to where you're at. Because as, as teachers, you know, we, we have a whole different uh, lifestyle than a lot of other people. So if I was working with a, a, a guy who was a teacher, we would have to fit that eating, movement and sleep into a teacher's schedule. So mm -hmm. it's, 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 I'm super excited about it. Hmm. Do you, this is just kind of a, a side question. Do you think that being at home and, and not being in the classroom, because I know as a teacher, I can attest to will like this. I mean, you're up, you're moving, you're, you're going all day. Do you think for a lot of us who are at home, do you think that's had negative effects on our health? Uh, definitely. And I, and this is where, I thought the empathy was really going to come into play where, you know, just think about our students. So our students have never been remote learners, right? And then they, they become remote learners and we have this expectation that they're going to pick up the technology super quick. They're going to put in schedules in place. And then they're also going to be able to somehow, because they've never been able to do this, they're also going to be able to have a schedule for self-care, you know? And then we're like, well, we don't even have that. So why are we expecting that on our students? And we're, we're seven, eight months into a pandemic and we still have these expectations, but we didn't take two months, three months to teach them to our students. Well, that's true for us as well. You know, my wife and I sat down, I think a week ago, and we were just, we were so grateful. I know, I know it's a pandemic, but we were grateful for this moment because we will never be at home together working ever again. You know, the second we go back to school, we will never be able to work from home again. So, so to say that we as teachers also have those, those schedules in place, also have those systems in place, it's just not a reality. Like maybe you bought a Peloton, cool, but does that mean you know how to implement that new workout schedule into your life and you're going to wake up an hour earlier? And a lot of teachers are feeling way more stressed than they were when they were in the building because it's just not normal for us. 
So to say that we're somehow healthier because we have more time at home, I, I would say no. I think it's definitely been detrimental to our health. Yeah. You know, and I have to second your 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 thoughts on your statement on being at home with my wife because my wife is also an educator. Oh, nice. And so for us both, I mean, we would see each other in passing in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and then by the time we get home, we would eat dinner, probably open up the laptop, start doing schoolwork. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, we're in the bed. Mm -hmm. And that was the, 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 you know, the state of our existence. But from March until September, every single day, you know, I treasured it because again, like you say, we're not going to get that time back, mm -hmm. you know, and it gives you an opportunity to really kind of dig deeper into each other. Uh, as far as what are you wanting for? What are we wanting for our future? What are we looking at? You know, Kyle and I often talk about how, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, 2020 was just this big dumpster fire. Um, but the reality of it is there's some great things that came out of 2020. Mm -hmm. And and that that family time was one of them. Yeah, I, I love spending time with my daughter and say it again. I was just gonna say, what are some of the, the positive things that we put in place that we're actually gonna implement when this vaccine comes out? Right. And you can get back to normal. -ish. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. And what were you gonna say about your daughter? No, I said I love spending time with her and having this time where I can just focus on her and develop her and we can have conversations about things and you know, bringing back to her attention some things that she said she wanted to do when she was maybe in sixth grade, seventh grade. And now that she's in high school, she's like, I remember that, you know, maybe we should try that. Maybe we should do that. And I think that that, that's just, like I said, you can't, there's, you can't put a price tag on that. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, you can't put a price tag on that. And then like I say, if it meant giving up, going to the school because of a pandemic to deal right. with that, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> And that just sounds like, that sounds like your daughter's even more, spending more time with her own thoughts, like finding her own passions again, where we've kind of been in this clouded mist of just every day, just going through the motions. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It gets redundant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess one, one question I wanted to come back to from what you originally said, you, you mentioned the term fitness and that for a lot of us, we, we feel like fitness is the benchmark. So do, do you think, and maybe we talked about this the first time, but I don't recall, do you think there's a difference between health and fitness? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think we did talk about this last time, because if I were to ask you, what do you really want your body to be able to do throughout the day? You would say, I want it to be able to, if we were as, as teachers, I want to be able to maybe get on the ground so I can kneel next to a desk. I want to be able to be on my feet for seven, eight hours. Um, I want to be able to maybe lift a box if I need to. Um, and then I, and then I also want the energy just to be present and, and to be able to not have my back hurt or something like that. And that's about it, right? You're not about to deadlift 300 pounds halfway through the school day. So the question is, what do you need your body for? And if that's what you need your body for, just a functional body, well, then maybe we need to take a different look at what your workout or your exercise or your movement plan looks like, you know? So like, if that's all I want my body for, then maybe I need to do some push-ups because I want to get some body weight, be able to get off the ground. Um, maybe I need to do some squats just so I can get down and up from the ground. Um, if you want to add pull-ups, sure, because that's another body weight. But if that's not something for you, then that's not something for you. Maybe you lift a box up and down a few times. If you have a, a, a newborn or something like that and you play on the ground with your child, 
you know, and like an hour of playing on the ground is great movement, but nobody's going to be like, okay, workout done for the day. But that's what you did, right? You moved and you played and you got up and down from the ground. So I definitely, I definitely think that we need to change our idea of what healthy feels like and what healthy looks like, you know, because if you were to, if you were just to go through a day as a teacher and I were to follow you and track not just your steps because i know a lot of teachers are doing that right i got 10,000 20,000 whatever it is steps but also just the ups and the downs and the fact that you were sitting down standing up you're working with kids over here working over here um that's a lot of movement so to say that you need to get in the gym for an hour before that or after that even though your body is completely stressed is that is that what your body actually needs or is that this idea of what what fitness should look like wow Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break from this episode of the Value Adds Value podcast to just say thank you um, for listening, for all the support. And if you've listened this far, we would love it if you could hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, leave a review, or jump over and find us on Instagram at valueaddsvalue at its.will.law.iii and at its Kyle Krieger. Um, we would love to connect with you there learn more about you and how we can help you in your teaching craft and your teaching practice. So find us on Instagram, like, and subscribe, and also take a second to find us on YouTube at value adds value as well. So just a way for us to connect with you, serve you better and help you in this profession that we all love. So thank you. And we'll get back to the episode. Wow. Yeah. Cause I, cause I, you know, like I talked to you, you know, before, like I, I had done CrossFit for like seven years and I still kind of do CrossFit ish things, but I got to a point where I realized like, what good is it really to me if I can do five muscle ups in a row? Like, yes. And, and, you know, CrossFit brands it well that, you know, you're preparing for the unknown and the unknowable. And yes, um, I won't say that I don't listen to some podcasts and stuff about, you know, you should be prepped for anything that if your family were in this situation, you would be able to exit and you should be fit. And, and, and I do have those thoughts, but like really asking myself, you know, like what, like you said, what good does a 300 pound deadlift do for me? Really in reality, I mean, how often am, am, am I going to use that? But you know, if I could deadlift my body weight 15 or 20 times, that seems like a lot more practical or even just, um, even just being like, like for me moving better. And I know a problem that I face is I, my, my mobility and flexibility are garbage, but you know, I have a hard time prioritizing that because I feel like it's not fitness. It's not actually making me better. So, um, I, I guess maybe starting out will just, uh, if, if you're passionate about that type of exercise, and that CrossFit feels like play and enjoyment, then I definitely wouldn't cut that out, you know, because for me, I love, I love racing triathlons. So it's not to say that um, I need to be doing that, right? Because after a long week of training, my body feels pretty beat up, but I love it. And it, and it makes me feel like I can still compete like I could in high school. So I still, I still love that feeling. But the, at least specific uh, about me, what I realized is that I was constantly overtrained and yes, my results were a little better, but then everything through the day to day, I was, I was, I had to get to sleep a lot earlier. My lower back started to hurt being on the bike. And that, that's when I started to realize, okay, 
I do love this sport and I want to train for it, but I don't need to train 12, 15 hours a week. That's just, that's just way too much. It makes my body feel like crap. So let's put it into perspective, still train a little bit, still bike a little bit, but let's bring it down a little bit so I can actually have the energy to be present during my day to day life. Mm -hmm. And I think you think you, you, you hit it. It's almost like functionality Mm -hmm. more than anything. Like, what do you need to be at your optimal functional peak mm-hmm. for what you're doing? You know, because um, I ain't a lot. Like when I used to work out with Kyle and one of our good friends, Ben, um, you know, we would do workouts and I mean, it would it would, it would be beast. I mean, like, I'm like, wow, man, you know, I've spent. But then when you ask yourself, is that what I really need or do I need just a consistent, you know, here recently I've been doing a lot of animal movements. Oh, nice. Um, just because because I have really bad lower back problems. Um, and so I started doing animal movement. And that has been helping me now. Haven't lost any weight. You know, haven't uh, gained any cardio, but I move better. Mm-hmm. You know, I get in and out of the bed easier. I get up from a seated position after a while a lot better than I would before. So, like, th- that little functionality piece, I think a lot of people miss because they're so focused on the aesthetic. Mm-hmm and not so much on the uh, function of what you're doing. Definitely. I guess the question I have maybe, and this is directed towards you, Will, have you, have you thought yet? Cause like I said, it's the 20th of December. Have you thought about your health goals for 2021? Cause I've oh. given mine some thought. So, I mean, do you mind, do you mind sharing a little bit? Like we can both share a little bit that way we can, um, you know, put it out there and make sure that we're holding ourselves accountable. If- you know what? I, I would, I would, but I, I've been listening to, I can't remember whose podcast it was, but they said uh, it was, it may have been Tim Billu, may have been, and he was interviewing someone and he said, stop telling everybody your goals. Uh, your goals need to be yours. And so mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm personalizing them this year and I'm not going to put them out. I, I'm just going to do the work. Because the, if I look at the past, I've always put them out there so that I can have a bunch of people holding me accountable. But it makes no difference if someone else is holding me accountable and I'm not holding my own self accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, I sat down with my whole family and we had the conversation uh, about our fitness goals and where we're trying to go. And I know that as the head of my household, it really kind of rests on my shoulders because they won't do it unless they see me doing it consistently. They won't, and, 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 and I know that. But if they see me doing it consistently, when I was going to the gym consistently, pre-pandemic, my daughter was more apt to say, daddy, I wanna to go to the gym with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but since then, what has she seen me do? Not a lot. So then I started having to engage her with the conversation. And again, like I see, it's just, I think this year I'm going to do something different because I want something different. Yeah. I don't want the yo-yo. I don't want the yo-yo yeah, of going up and down. You know, and, and that just strikes me as something that I hadn't thought about, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, if, if you're sharing it with a whole bunch of people, it, is it really about you then? Hmm. And I, man, that's, that is crazy. Cause I had originally said that we would, you know, share our goals on the podcast. So that way people could, you know, could track us, but 
Well, I'm, I'm still I'm still going to post. I'm I'm, I'm committed right. to posting my workouts. Yeah. But not focusing on my goals. Yeah. Because yeah. my goals, those are mine. Like you know, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, even if even if you you know going biblical, the Bible says to to pray in silence, so that what you pray for in silence can be manifested to everybody. So I'm kind of taking that same angle this time with my with my fitness because again, like I say. The yo-yo is tiring. You know, you know, this year, I mean, pre-pandemic, I'd gotten down to 224, 225. I was just, you know, five, 10 pounds away from my goal. Mm -hmm. But yet and still, post-pandemic, I mean, well, still in the midst of the pandemic, I gained all that all that way back. So there was something, I know that I can lose the weight, but what was the problem that kept me from keeping it off? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's where my focus is, is lying right now. And like I said, consistency and growth, those are my two words. You know, maybe even put them together, consistent growth. <laughs> but uh, it, it, that, that's where, where, where it is for me. It's just with the consistency of getting, doing it every single day or as often as I, not every day, but, you know, again, enough to where it, it can make a difference. Yeah. Do you mind if I add a few things here? Sure. I, the first thing that uh, is always part of the conversation with my clients is that, because you brought up consistency, which absolutely is so important. But I think what we tend to forget is that even if you were to, let's say, have a bad day, which is just a day, right, with choices, and you consider them bad, but you just made choices, um, that's part of your health journey, right? Maybe maybe your your physical health got worse, I guess, but you've learned from that experience, Maybe you saw a trigger that now you know, okay, this triggers me to make me want to eat. Or maybe I know that when I'm with this set of the family, uh, we, don't, we don't move much. We kind of just sit on the couch and hang out, right? So maybe, maybe it, was, it was a negative day in terms of your physical health, but you are still going on that health journey and you've learned something about whatever that might be. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I had a bad week. I got to start all over. That's not accurate, right? You're, you're still moving forward. You can learn from that bad week. Right. And, and just I want to put bad in quotations because there's just a lot of negative shame that goes along with that. Right? These are just choices. OK, they might not be guiding you towards where you want to be in terms of your health, but they're just choices and you're human and you made them. Right. So I just want to put that in perspective because it's just you're still moving forward. You know, the holidays are tough, but I learned so much. I had a ton of sweets. You know, I didn't move as much as I normally would. But I was just telling Kyle before how you jumped on Wilkie that my family sat down as well and we realized if we're <clears throat> if we as a family want to get healthier then why don't we as a family when we get together to celebrate make it a healthier event like why do we put all of these these difficult decisions of just tons of sweets lack of movement everyone's staying up super late to watch an extra movie instead of sleeping it's like why do we do all that when we know that we all want to get healthier that's a little confusing um the second thing about the goals and this is something that i I just saw on social media like a week ago and I was like, this is exciting. Okay. Somebody posted and they're like, why we keep setting all these goals, which is awesome. But why don't we change that for 2021? And instead of setting goals, why don't we create a mantra for ourselves? A mantra that is going to help us get through any situation. And, and, and you can take it as deep as you want. But um, like what Kyle talked about me getting the head wrestling position, one of my mantras is going to be about my own self-worth because I don't know what this new season is going to look like. But I, I need to know that I am worthy as, as a human, as a man, as a coach, as a teacher. Like I am worthy to be there in that room 
with those wrestlers, with that parent who knows everything, I am worthy to be there, right? And that's going to be that mantra that's going to help me get through that situation. So instead of may maybe, I don't know what it's going to look like yet. I, you know, I haven't completely written them out, but let's say there's a super stressful uh, night and it goes really late and I just get a parent berated me, whatever it is. Instead of saying like, you know what? I want, remember that goal you said you're going to get eight hours of sleep or something like that. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm worthy as a man. These are just people take a few deep breaths and maybe that's going to help me get through that triggering situation of maybe eating a really crappy meal, picking up something on the way home, something like that. And that's going to help me get through that because that's who I want to be. I'm worthy to be who I am, if that makes sense. And I haven't done the work yet. I still have a few days, but I'm, I'm super pumped about having just like three mantras that are just there that are, that are going to help me work through the things in 2020 that caused me a lot of anxiety, caused me a lot of stress. And hopefully in 2021, they're going to help work me through those situations. And especially with what, what you were saying, Wilkie and I have had a lot of conversations in the past, but especially this year about box checking. Yeah. And, and I think when you write goals, it's really easy to get in danger of box checking just for the sake of box checking. You know, for me, um, I, earlier this year, I came across the word fulfillment because I was trying to find a word that really epitomized it. And the definition I took was satisfaction and happiness as a result of fully, fully developing one's character and abilities. So if I were going to pick a mantra, I mean, that's, that's it for me this year. But then it comes to the point where, you know, like a, a struggle that I have and Wilkie knows this about me is I'm, I'm such a visual spatial person that I really struggle sequentially. So in get I, I and because of that I really struggle with routine, you know. So for me, routine and habits are going to be so. And and I think even just like what Will said of being, I don't have to be consistent about my goal, but just posting like, hey, this is what I did to be physical. That's one of the things I love about your Instagram, Carter. Is you you just post like, hey, I went for a three mile hike with the dog, and then some days you're like, oh, I did wind sprints in six inches of snow. It is whatever you want it to be. And I think that's an important part of, I mean, for me, one of the things I want to do this year is I want to learn to cook more. Like, awesome. My, my, my wife's family, you know, we had a lot of, you know, we just kind of came from different families when it came to cooking. Like, my parents cooked for us, but we weren't like, hey, we, you know, we meal prep and we're going to have like, we know exactly like, what meals we're going to have on what days. So like getting used to that and the things we cooked with my family were pretty straightforward and simple because, you know, there's my parents and three kids and we're all like Wilkie said now with his daughter, like we're going 17 different directions. But, but that's one thing that for me, I want to share as well. Cause I, I think if I'm going to go on a health journey this year, I need to share, like you said, all aspects. So, so one question I, I do want to ask you, cause it's something that I've struggled with is, is weight the best measure of health or fitness? Just pairing exactly what we've talked about earlier. I would go back to functionality, right? If, if, if your weight is getting in the way of you being functional throughout the day and and even go a little deeper, is your weight getting in the way of you being able to do fulfilling things in your life? Then I would say it's you, we need to work on that. But if it's not, then I wouldn't. Um, weight fluctuates every, every day, 
right? You can weigh yourself at the same time every single day. And you could have had, you could have had one of your best days with a ton of movement, something like that, whatever. But maybe you had something uh, the day before that just soaks up a little water weight. You might put on weight and you're like, what the heck? Like I had a great day yesterday. So weight just fluctuates all the time. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Now, if there's a goal weight, because you know that when I was a few years ago, when I was this weight, I felt really good. And maybe you want to shoot for that. It's a nice way to indicate because it's going to be tricky to be like, you know what, is my lower back pain a seven or a six today? That might be tricky to, to follow. So I understand wanting to have a number. But, you know, going back to what Wilkie was talking about with that journey, instead, instead of the end result being the thing that you're focusing on, you know, if, if <clears throat> just to talk about uh, Wilkie a little bit, if he, if he had just, you know, he, he says, you know, second semester, I really want to do this, this, and this. Keeps it to himself, but he posts about his movement, his eating, so forth. And I don't see it happening. But if, if you are consistently what you're, what you're talking about at the end of six months and you have done all of these things and you've moved more with your family and you've cooked more with your family and you're still present with your family, and then at the end of the time you only lost five pounds, would you say that was unsuccessful? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, that sounds like an amazing health journey that you just went and let's be real if you did all those things which i which i which i can see in your face you're going to do this next time this next semester you are going to feel better those animal flows are going to feel super easy and and maybe it doesn't show up on the scale but it's going to show up in the classroom when you're moving from here to there it's going to show up with your kid when when she wants to go do this over there and over this and you have to go run around with her like that that's going to show up it might not show up on the scale but it's definitely going to show up so the tricky part is is, is actually seeing where the growth is happening. You know, just to do a quick client story. Um, you know, one of my clients, he responds with fine, fine, fine. Every, every, no matter what I ask, fine. You know, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. <clears throat> and it's taken a lot of months to see growth. But one of the main places that we have seen growth is how he responds to, let's say, a bad decision, a bad choice. You know, I'll be like, hey, so how, talk to me about your eating this past week. And you say, you know, uh, last Wednesday, we we ordered out food, and I got I got a few more servings than I normally would, and, and I ate it, and you know felt it felt pretty crappy, but you know we moved on from that, and I made the I made a next choice, a healthy one. That didn't show up on the scale, but the way he viewed that, instead of saying, you know what, I gorged on food, I felt like crap, and then the next day I had I had some more dessert. You know that's a huge change, just 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 something that he's he's viewing food differently, and you can't measure that on a scale. But those are one of those things that maybe doesn't show up in a few pounds on the scale. But in terms of his overall health, that's not only for his mental health, but it's also his physical health. So it's, 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 it's a tricky one because we want to look at scale. And if you look at all the advertisements on TV, it's like lose 20 pounds here, lose this, lose, lit, lose that. But what, are you, what, are you, what are you growing? How are you actually growing in terms of your health? Good fam. Thanks for checking out this episode of Value. Adds value with our buddy Carter Kruger. Um, it's been really good to have some chats with Carter and get some perspective on the health and fitness journeys that we want to take this year. Um, and I really love what Wilkie said, and it was totally unexpected when he said it, but that he wasn't sharing his goals this year. And it's something that stood out to me because normally we were so big on that accountability from a group, but, but that idea of self-accountability and working for um, ourselves and doing the things we're supposed to is something that really, really stood out to me this year. So I really appreciate that from him. But this is part one of our two-part conversation with Carter. The other part will be out later this week. Uh, just continue talking about health and fitness and how that fits into the bigger picture of being teachers, especially this year.
with all the added constraints that we have and all the added pressures um, on our physical and mental health. We hope we're um, on a journey with you to take better care of ourselves and, and use teacher self-care as more than just a platitude, but something we really invest in. So we hope uh, you enjoyed this episode, and we hope we'll see you right back here for part two later on this week.